Morning, good morning. Welcome to the show. Hope everybody uh, had a a good good week. Um, this is always a difficult week for us, right? Because uh, we remember 9/11, and we'll talk about that some uh, in the Pittman point today. So I'll, I'll leave that there. But I know we are all mourning uh, the loss of so many great people who didn't deserve to die um, many many years ago. So acknowledging that, and then of course this week we got. Uh, a huge surprise that uh, Queen Elizabeth II um, passed. And uh, so we want to sort of mourn with uh, our brethren in uh, London and all those uh, countries that, um, well, that call her queen. And, uh, and what, a, what a long, long life. And you can only imagine just, uh, you know, her problems were different than our problems, right? Uh, but she reigned for 70 years, y'all. And uh, so take some time uh, to reflect on that on this Sunday. And we uh, send our condolences out to the royal family. And, uh, and to my friend and, and co-worker, Jamie Van Pelt, who looks like Harry. So we, we're, we're reminded every day that, 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 that Prince Harry uh, is amongst us here in the United States. And we got his double, his twin here in Tallahassee. So uh, listen. It's football season. I know we spent some time on politics last week, but it's football season, y'all. And y'all know I'm hyped up about that FSU win last week. Uh, but but just football in general uh, is an amazing thing right now. And I've been trying to get a friend of mine who you know needs no real introduction, uh, EJ Manuel, on this show for a while. And I finally got him on, y'all, and he's on today. And y'all remember him as... Uh, one of our amazing quarterbacks uh, for Florida State University and just an all-around stand-up guy, great NFL player, and now uh, one of the most popular commentators uh, on the ACC Network. We're really proud of you, man, and uh, thank you for coming on the show. EJ, how you doing? Sean, I'm doing great, and uh, thank you for the introduction, and thank you for having me on the show today. Well, listen, man, everybody's been talking about you because they're like, well, isn't he supposed to be neutral? <laughs> they were they were watching you doing the the your commentating of the FSU game, man, and and some ups and downs there, uh, for sure. But man, explain to everybody just sort of what was going through your head at that moment, and what what popped you out of the chair, back of the studio, <laughs> and then sort of giving everybody the vibes you gave us. Well, first and foremost, I am neutral when we're on air. Right. I mean, as my job, it's to be fair, uh, to give analysis on each team in that specific game. It was Florida State versus a non-ACC team being LSU. So for me, I'm naturally rooting for the ACC team. Of right. course, it was my alma mater in Florida State. Uh, but if anyone watches the huddle, watches me on TV, man, I'm always equal to each team. Um, you know, a lot of us, you know, I played in the ACC 
So we do our best not to be homers, so to speak, and just to be fair. But for me, man, I was just so excited. One, because it was a great game. You know, the way it went, it was exciting. Uh, I felt like it was one of those situations where Florida State handled situations well and didn't handle situations well. And when it counted, you know, to make a play, to win the game, Florida State was able to make it. So as an alum, as someone who built bricks in that stadium, as someone who won championships there, I was just proud. And the uh, reaction that was caught, you know, was off air. Obviously, they just had a camera running. Um, but I didn't realize it would go viral like it did, Sean. But, hey, I'm, I'm proud of it. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm always rooting for my nose, man. And even if I don't pick us to win on the show, deep down, I'm definitely rooting for my nose always. So well, nobody can take that from me. Yeah, man. Listen, man, you gave everybody life on that, right? Uh, because because you your expression was a lot of what those of us who are fans of Florida State, it was what we wanted to do. And whether we had the space and time or being recorded, that same thing was going on from Knowles all over the country because it was an, an interesting moment because we've lost so many games on the other in the other direction, right? <laughs> We're trying to kick a Absolutely. field goal. So it, you 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 gave us life, man. So I, I you know I'm glad that you did it. I'm glad it went viral, and you do work for the ACC network, and 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 people miss once we're in the excitement of it all. This was an ACC SEC matchup, and I was texting with Greg Sankey um, during the after the game, and I was telling him like, look, I know you love to win, man, but but we needed this one. <laughs> He's like, yeah, yeah, but but I always want to win. <laughs> And so, EJ, but that's always been you too, right? You have always wanted to win. And I can't not thank you for your years that you gave us. Uh, you played like that. What you, what we saw, you played like that. Did it, when you saw it, though, and you kind of got through the end of it, did it make you proud again for the uniform you wore so long? Absolutely. I mean, that's why my excitement was overcome, you know, overjoyed, man. I, Really, Sean, I was happy for Jordan Travis. You know, being somebody that's played that position at Florida State, there's a lot of pressure that comes with it. And, you know, the expectation of winning, the expectation of playing well, the expectation of playing well on a, on a big stage like that, national TV, the only game that night, uh, versus, like you said, a SEC opponent. Um, and let's be honest, the SEC has truly ran away from the other conferences in, you know, in college football and sometimes college basketball. I mean, the SEC is sometimes in their own league. And for Florida State, you know, an ACC school to go out and beat an LSU, I just feel like that was a momentum builder. Uh, it wasn't the only brick that, you know, we can't go through the rest of the season and not win any more games. I mean, it, it was one game. But the situation, you know, of, as you mentioned, us in those types of games, us being the one that, you know, the field goal gets blocked or we miss a That's catch, right. we miss a throw to win the game, it was reversed. And this was a time where Florida State was on the side of, you know, I guess the luck or the, the great play to win the game. And so, yeah, I was proud. And I always am proud. And, uh, again, like I said earlier, nobody will take that from me. I know I work, you know, in TV and I always speak, you know, fairly. But at the end of the day, man, I'm a proud Seminole and I, need, I bleed Garland and Gold forever. Well, listen, uh, if, if Lee Corso could have jumped out and ran around like that, he probably would have as well. So, <laughs> hey, listen. Oh, well, look, I wouldn't. But here's the funny part, Sean. So my coworker, Eric McLean, he played at Clemson. You know what I mean? If oh, okay. Video, 
he was just as excited. You know what I mean? Yeah, he was. Excited. Again, <laughs> we, we work for the ACC, so when ACC teams win or do well, man, that helps us. We need our league to be competitive. Truthfully, Absolutely. We need Miami to be good. We need Clemson to be good. We need NC State. Like, we need our teams to be competitive if we want that national respect. And that's where the SEC is at, and the Big Ten is there, too. So the ACC has to pick it up. Yeah. Hey, last question on FSU, though. Um, Mike Norvell, did he do some things to make you say he's the guy? Well, I never questioned if he was the guy. I mean, he, he is our head coach right now. Uh, I put my faith in him. I've had chances to sit and have lunch with him and his wife, uh, along with my wife and my stepson this past year at the spring game. And, you know, it meant a lot to me and my family for him to come and spend 20, 30 minutes with us. Uh, so as far as a person, I have a ton of respect for who he is. Uh, as far as a head coach, I think he's done a great job. I mean, Florida State has gotten better and better every year. Uh, again, yeah. the way they played, the way they played against Duquesne, that's how you're supposed to play against a team on that level. You're supposed to go out there, have a dominant performance, you build on that performance, you bring it into the LSU game. But here's the other part about that LSU game, Sean, is that game could have been done in the third quarter. I mean, if two, two or three uh, touchdown catches were made, we're not even in that situation of trying to kick you know, or trying to block a, a point at the touchdown to win the game. Or if you kick a field goal before the end of the first half, then you're up two scores. You just kind of put LSU in a situation where they were gasping for air. So I really believe Coach Novell is certainly the man for the job. Uh, I have my confidence in him, and I just hope that he continues to have time and, you know, the young players continue to listen to what he's preaching along with his staff. So we've thank you for that, and I, I, I feel the same way, and I, I hope, that, that he can move on now, uh, that that I think the questions ought to be put aside now and let's just move on to, to Seminole football and, and just let's win. Let's win. Let's just keep winning. Listen, I got you on the show, so I got to ask you, you're, you're a college football analyst. What matchups are you – well, let me, ask, let me ask this other question first. What matchup surprised you the most in the first few weeks, the first three weeks now, first two weeks? Let's deal with two weeks. And as far as what ACC or yeah, just any matchup, in any, any matchup that surprised you already. Uh, I mean, look, I know FSU. We we hope for them, so you know we don't want to be surprised by that. But did any other matchup, you know, did somebody win that you didn't think was going to win? Somebody lost that shouldn't have that you thought that that really surprised you? Uh, off the top, Sean, I can't think of one. I mean, this week or the first couple weeks in the season, I think for the most part. Every team that was a favorite, you know, had a chance to win. Uh, I do know there were a lot of close games within college football, which adds to the excitement. Uh, if you go back to the first week of the season, um, you know, North Carolina going up against App State, that was a great game. Uh, North, NC State versus ECU, another great game, somewhat of a nail-biter for the Wolfpack where they found a way to win. Right. Uh, and then on the national stage, you know, the, the, the teams that we expected to be great, you know, the Georgias, the Alabamas, the – Ohio State, uh, they all answered the bell. You know, looking at that Ohio State game specifically, that was a top five matchup between them and Notre Dame. And uh, I thought they handled it well in the second half. C.J. Stroud is, you know, as advertised. And uh, I also thought it was a good showing for Notre Dame. Yeah, interesting showing for them, right? Um, the change of, you know, with, with uh, Kelly gone and, and got another guy that, that hopefully will be able to do the job. Um any matchup you're, you're looking forward to? Uh, I think this matchup between Florida and Kentucky is an exciting one. Um, when you look at their quarterback, Anthony Richardson, versus another great quarterback in college football, Will Levis of Kentucky. 
that's a matchup that, you know, within the SEC uh, will really impact. You know, this is one of those situations where, you know, the Gators are going to be first week of the season. They go out and have a good showing. And Utah beat them at home, top 10 team at the time. Carry that over to the second week of the season now playing a Kentucky team. I'm Stoops, or excuse me, Mark Stoops, who was our defensive coordinator when I was at Florida State. So I have a ton of respect for the program he's building there in Lexington. But that matchup specifically between those two quarterbacks, uh, Will Levis of Kentucky and Andrew, are really, you know, sparking my interest right now. Yeah, uh, listeners, if you're just tuning in, we're talking to EJ Manuel. You remember him from the Garnet and Gold uh, many years ago and now a, a, a commentator on the ACC Network. Um, what do you think about, EJ, what do you think about the playoff expansion to, to 12 teams? Is that Will that be a good thing? What do you think? Yeah, Sean, that definitely will be a good thing. Uh, the college football playoff will allow eight other teams a chance you know, for the title. Um, I think it'll help games in November more exciting. Imagine, you know, uh, in the end of October uh, toward November, you know, a game that you have to win in order to get into the playoff. Uh, that's going to make the impactful games mean more. Of the 12 team college football playoff in the a lot of the players that want to opt out and move forward to their NFL. I think we want to continue to play. If you're on the team that is 18, 18 range, try to get into that top 12, you play in a meeting for three games of your season, those young men are going to be less likely to opt out and want to move forward. So I think it's going to keep our best players on the field. Uh, and uh, overall, hopefully it just adds to it's been the same teams, you know, for the past however many years. That's in it. Maybe the difference between five or sixteen. So you mentioned uh, it's interesting. You mentioned Jordan, Travis, and uh, how proud you are, and we're very proud of him too. Uh, I was going to ask you a question about the NIL and the transfer portal, but I, I thought about, you know, Jordan just came out this week with his brand of T-shirts, and and it's all. And I, we're both from Palm Beach County, so Palm Beach County all excited about his business opportunities and all this stuff. How has NIL and the transfer portal sort of impacted college football so far? Is it is it a pro or a con? I think it's a pro. Uh, anything that will help the players reap the benefits of who they are, and again, that's with name, image, and likeness, uh, I think they deserve it. You know, a lot of times these players are spending, you know, 15, 18 hours a day at their craft, along with being a student athlete, going to class, studying, uh, making sure the grades are up. So. I'm glad that the NIL is a part of college football. Um, I know it's been spun out to be negative and people and coaches have said it's out of control. Um, but, you know, coaches are also signing eight-figure, nine-figure deals. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, so not to say right. that's out of control, but who are we to say what's, what's in control and what's not? You know, I, I don't believe in necessarily paying for play, uh, but I do believe in paying, paying the players what, you know, their name, image, and likeness will, will, will bring. So um, I just feel like you can't have one and the other. So I'm excited about it, and, you know, Jordan Travis specifically, because uh, I'm imagining, man, when I was in college, what we could have had, not even just myself as a quarterback, but us as a team. You know, this money isn't just going to the players' pockets. It's going to fundraising and philanthropy, and, you know, guys are getting headphones and gear for their teammates, and just a great way, you know, for the college players to spread the wealth. Because a lot of us, were broke. <laughs> we, we might be on scholarship, <laughs> but 
Uh, we come from yeah. a home where, you know, our parents can't put $200, $300 in our, on our FSU card. You know, it, I remember having $45 going out throwing four touchdowns, and then I'd have to, I'd have to go to Hungry Howard's and get dinner. That's right. You know what I mean? That's so, right. And then there's yeah, and then there's no time for you to go get a job, right? I mean, that is your job. You know, your job is football class, right? You can't come intern for Pittman Law Group, right? I mean, uh, you can. can, And and if you do, if you do, you're taken away from your craft, and then everybody's mad at you for not playing good on the field. You know what I mean? So it's kind of a catch twenty two. So I'm very happy that NIL is a part of college football. Man, I tell you, it just seems like in this time we're living in, EJ, there's so much that the country needs to catch up to, right? I mean, social media. I mean, our, our forefathers could have never imagined what's, what social media would do, right? And and it just seems that our politicians need to, to try to spend time catching up with that. How do you put laws in place that catch up with that? And I think about the NIL stuff too, right? I mean... We, we got to get it where states have parity, right? Where there's some parity across the country and everybody's handling it the same, at least from top down, so that it doesn't impact recruiting. We saw some some back and forth with Jimbo and <laughs> Coach Saban about, you know, some of this stuff. Do you do you think do you think we're going to get there? I mean, I, the way you lay it out, it makes sense, right? But we got to get the politicians to feel the same way, right? Well, Sean, that I would say is a better question to be answered by someone like yourself who's a lawyer. You know, I don't know <laughs> the ins and outs of laws, passing laws and things like that. But I do know that if it's something the players work hard for, uh, that some of the players, you know, bring to uh, this entertainment. Because college football is entertainment, let's be honest. As great of coaches we have, you don't have good players, you're not going to be a good coach. It's That's right. That simple. So uh, I just believe whatever it is, just, you know, allow the players the freedom uh, to express themselves. We talk about social media and uh, the NIL space because I really think that's how a lot of these players are able to kind of grow their bandwidth. They have a lot of followers. A company naturally will want to give them more money to promote whatever, you know, items they have. So I think it's good and I think it's powerful. And I'm glad that the players are now, you know, really using their voice and uh, not being bottled up like they used to. Agreed, agreed. I tell you, I, you saw Dabo Sweeney's um, new contract come out uh, the other day, and uh, I was I was texting uh, President Clements, and I said to him, I said, you know, listen, I would love to just come for a million dollars a year, and I only need five years, <laughs> and I'll leave and I'll leave everything garnered in gold in Tallahassee if you could just you know <laughs> cut me in on that deal, but. But I, it just yeah. goes back to something you said, EJ. You know, the, the coaches are making their deals. Everybody's making their deals except for the guys that are really making this sport work. And so I'm, I'm with you. I'm happy that we are where we are. And I, and I want it to get better. I, I want the politicians yeah. to get in line and let people who, like you, who understand sports, understand both sides, have something to say about bringing parity across the country. Listen, man, I helped you up yeah. a while. Um you said something, though, I do want to um, ask you before we go, and that is you mentioned the SEC and their their dominance here. Is that a good thing or bad thing for, for college football? And I, and, and I know that because we're talking about a lot of changes going on, right, within the conferences and outside the conferences. Is that a good thing or do we need to hope for something different? 
Well, I would say this. It's definitely not a bad thing. You know, the SEC has earned the right. They've had so much success consistently in the past, you know, 10, 15 years. Whether it's been Florida, whether it's been Alabama, whether it's been Georgia, whether it's been LSU. Uh, I believe, you know, it's exciting for the sport. You know, we want to grow the sport. At the end of the day, I mean, of course, I played in the ACC. Uh, when, when I was in college, the ACC was somewhat top dog, whether it was Florida State or Clemson or Miami. Um, but now, you know, the SEC has really had their grasp on college football. So I wouldn't say it's a bad thing. Um, I, I think it's one of those areas where the Big Ten, the other Power Five conferences, uh, have to work to catch up. You know, and the SEC has somewhat set a bar that the rest of the conferences are trying to get to. And a lot of it, you know, a lot of it, when I say dominance, I'm talking TV contracts and, uh, you know, the negotiations that come into that. When you watch an SEC football game at times versus other conferences, it looks different. You know, the, the fanfare, uh, some of the play, the players, the body, the body types, it is different. Uh, so I just believe it's up to these other conferences to pick up their play and, you know, try to set that standard as well. Yeah, our friend Kevin Warren is, is, is celebrating that media deal, that, they, that record they set over there. I mean, you think that's, that's, that's the future of the, of, of the game? That's the goal now? No question. Uh, and, and whether it's a goal or not, I think that's, a, that, like you said, Sean, it, it is the future. Um, you know, again, this is now that I work in the TV space, I understand how much of a business college football is. You know, this is a <laughs> multi-billion dollar it's business. Huge, as, a, as an 18, 19 year old kid, you have yeah. no idea. You're just playing because you like football and all that. But there's a lot of people that are getting very, very wealthy off these young men playing football. And uh, I do think this is going to be the norm. Coaches getting nine-figure deals is going to continue to be the norm. Coaches that win national championships. Uh, coaches that, you know, graduate players and put them in the draft. Uh, there's going to be a lot of Nick Sabans in, in the sense of the money that they make. I'm not saying they're going to have that same type of success. Uh, but that's why I say at some point we have to also look at the players and say, well, what, do we, what can we do for them? You know, and not even the money. Again, I'm talking about health care. I'm talking about the players that don't make it to the NFL. You know, I made it to the league. I, I'm a vested veteran. So my knees, my ankles, my elbows, I have lifetime coverage. But imagine those players that don't make it to the NFL. They don't have lifetime insurance on those same injuries that they might have suffered while they were playing college football. So that's what I mean where, you know, that, that wealth has to be shared amongst the players as well. And and see, you just said you don't know anything about the laws. <laughs> you, you you do <laughs> understand. stuff, Sean, but I do know, I know the real stuff. I'll put it that way. <laughs> exactly. And that's why somebody like you, right, needs to be talking to the people who are, are, are writing the bills and, and, and voting yeah. because – what I find in the in the legislation that they put forth is this absent folks who have been through it and understand what needs to happen because these college kids that don't make it to NFL, man, they still worked as hard and they still got hit as oh, yeah. much and they still will have impacts for the rest of their lives. And unlike the guys, the few of y'all who make it and make it long enough to be vested, you know, it's a it's a different reality, and not people, yeah. not many well, people understand it. Yeah, and, and Sean, let me add this: we talked about the the twelve team playoff, and I got cut off there. But the, the, the fact is, you're adding two two more games to a season for these young players in college as well. So talk about the the, the wear and tear on the body. Uh, again, these are amateurs. These guys aren't getting paid in the NFL. We play 16, 17 regular season games, but we also get a check every Tuesday too. And then when you make it to the playoffs and the Super Bowl, you're also getting another check. So 
the risk and reward is completely different than a college player. So, again, I'm excited about the 12-team playoff, but we also still have to take into account the wear and tear on a college kid's body who then still has to go to class after those games on the weekend. So, wow. you know, if I do get opportunities to speak, you know, the legislation, I, I, I will, but I just think a lot of fans and a lot of coaches obviously know, but fans sometimes don't really understand the ins and outs uh, that come along with two extra added games within the college football playoff. And whenever that does, you know, begin, uh, we'll see how it affects the, the players' bodies. But that's something to be thinking about. Wow. Hey, EJ, so so you so, so you say payday is on Tuesday? Every Tuesday, brother. Dang, and man. I, every other I, Tuesday. I, I've been messing <laughs> up, man. I've been calling all my friends on, like, Thursday night. And Friday, uh, thinking I yeah, can get, uh, <laughs> I can yeah. get in on the plan, but so I need to start calling on Monday night. <laughs> yeah, call Monday night, man. Get in good before they get that check Tuesday morning. Uh, but yeah, man, that's it was hilarious, good times, bro. This is definitely good time. Hey, listen, EJ, do me a favor, man. First of all, thank you for coming on the show and continue to do the great yep. things that you're doing. I always look forward to talking with you. I don't always text you um, when you're up there, but sometimes I do. Because every now and then you say something brilliant or funny, and I need to let you know. Uh, but keep doing what you're doing, man. And uh, and thanks for you know just being a part of this show and now a part of our history. Uh, and do me one favor, man. Tell your dad I said hello. Um, what a man. Uh, and uh, he he did a good job with you. So please tell him I said hello. Yeah, well, Sean, I will, man. And again, appreciate you having me on the show. Uh, hopefully, all the listeners enjoyed it, and uh, we continue to have some success when. I'm talking we, I'm saying Florida State. Hopefully they have continued success this football season. And uh, go ACC. Appreciate you, Sean. Thanks, brother. Okay, talk to you soon. Listeners, stay with us for a short Pittman point right after this. You're listening to the Sean Pittman Show.
back outside You said you outside, but you ain't that outside Worldwide hoodie with the mask outside In case you forgot how we act outside Welcome back to the show, and wow, what a great conversation with EJ Manuel. Y'all watch him on the ACC Network, y'all. He is doing a great, great job. And by the way, he is very, very neutral. Um, <laughs> he, he, and he actually votes against Florida State sometimes. Uh, so, so anyway, y'all, uh, he gave us life in that moment, though. So take from it the good the right thing right take from it that all of us should have something that we are that excited about that gets us out our chair and gets us running around the room uh we should all have a little bit of that anyway uh now it's time for the Pittman point and today y'all people all over the world uh, will stop and remember where they were on september 11 2001 so many americans lost their lives so many loved ones uh were ripped from their families those of us who were old enough to remember it vividly, we can all pinpoint exactly how they felt, exactly how we felt when we knew that America was under attack. But as sad as that day was, and as somber as the remembrance is, what an, an incredible unifier for us all as Americans. Never has a singular moment brought us together so tightly, and never have our emergency responders been so heroic. So to put my point today, is on this anniversary of one of the darkest singular days in American history. Let's remember the light, y'all. Let's remember how united we were in the aftermath of that tragedy. And let's try to find some of that unity again now, particularly as we go through um, elections and our vast differences in the way we see America. This has been the Sean Pittman Show. We'll see you in seven. This is the Sean Pittman Show on 96.1 Jams, Tallahassee's big station. We got this.